G'day and welcome to Partake. I said last time that I was going to probably start discussing more directly about the God that we enjoy and in whom we have an abundance of life as Christian disciples. However, it was laid upon my heart by God that it would be prudent to do two more discussions, at least, in regards to dealing with sin and temptation. And so today I'm going to talk about the Christian disciple and Satan. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 to 12, God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the Master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials, and put them to use so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Paul here says that just as God is strong, he wants us to be strong against sin, the world, our old nature and our ultimate enemy, Satan and his angels or demons. We have seen enemies in the world, but behind the world and the old nature is the unseen enemy in the spiritual domain, a bit like the terrorists who try to strike surreptitiously at our cities. Satan is real, and we know this because Jesus spoke about him more than anyone else. Two errors made by the church are to have blind ignorance about Satan, or they give him far more importance and privilege and prestige than he either deserves or warrants. So who or what is Satan and his minions? What does the Bible say about them? Well, some angels fell, apparently, rebelled against God, and were kicked out of heaven. 2 Peter 2 verse 4, Jude 6, Isaiah 14 verses 12 to 15, and Ezekiel chapter 28. Their leader is Satan, who has established his kingdom on earth. The role of Satan against the Christian is summed up by his various names adversary, devil, accuser, angel of light, the arch deceiver. He stands hatefully opposed to all of God's work, all God's people, and resourcefully promotes defiance amongst people. Mark 4 verse 15 or Job 2. So when Satan sinned, he was expelled from heaven, Luke 10 verse 18, although apparently he still had some access to God. That's evidenced in the book of Job. A multitude of angels decided to follow him in his fall and subsequently became the demons mentioned often in the Bible, such as in Matthew 12 and Revelation 12. Although Satan's doom was secured by Jesus' death on the cross, he continues to hinder or try to hinder God's program until he and his demons are cast into the lake of fire, Revelation 20 verse 10 so what of Satan's kingdom well we know he's the prince of this world he controls it he's the prince of the power of the air in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 he's described as the god of this age other names as I said he's the adversary he's the devil the accuser of the brethren a murderer liar tempter deceiver schemer destroys by death destroys by disease destroys by devouring 
He's the wicked one. He sows bad seeds in people's minds. Matthew 13, verse 39. Masquerades as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14. And his demons, his minions, his servants do the same. And how does this affect us as believers? What does he do to us? Well, 1 Peter 5, verse 8. He goes around like a roaring and devouring lion. He tries to deceive and lead astray. He tries to give us wrong thinking. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1 We know he tempts. 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 5 And he attacks and sifts, but only by God's permission. And through all this he causes doubts, uncertainty, confusion, fear, anxiety and darkness. Where those things are in evidence, so is he. So how do we resist? Well, we know he's defeated. Christ came to, def to de destroy Satan and all his works. 1 John 3 verse 8. Christ's death leads to Satan's destruction. Hebrews 2 verse 14. He has been disarmed and condemned. And we know that Jesus as God, and being very God, is greater than Satan. 1 John 5 verse 18 and so we are to resist him and be steadfast in the faith 1 Peter 5 verse 9 if we resist he will flee because as we resist him we submit to God so don't give him an opportunity or foothold in your life whether that be through anger lust, impatience and remember this or these things rather don't blame Satan for your own sin. That's why he's called the tempter. Don't believe the lies he tells you in your head. For example, if you sin and you hear in your head, you're a failure now, God won't forgive you again. These are lies, lies, lies. Don't believe it. That is him trying to undermine and discourage you. Yet we know the truth is that if we confess our sins, that God will forgive us and then rely on the authority of God's word, the Bible. Know this also, he is a defeated creature. He was defeated when Jesus went to the cross, died and rose again three days later to defeat death and the devil. And being a Christian is the best thing that could ever happen to anybody. Don't believe anything to the contrary from anybody. Then finally, remember also what John wrote in 1 John 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. You had the victory because the Holy Spirit indwells you as a Christian disciple. And then we are to put on the full armour of God. From Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 18. This is what I will discuss next time. But as a preliminary, know this about the armour. It is given and designed by God, so therefore it is a key part of Christian discipleship and of living the Christian life. Fantastic book or books to get about the spiritual battle and our armour is William Gurnall's seminal work, The Christian in Complete Armour. It comes as either one large book or as an abridged version in three small books. For more to think about, please do read for yourself Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 18.
ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray and discuss over any issues together. Question 1. Who are our real spiritual enemies? Question 2. What are the gaps in my armour and what can I do to fill those gaps? And question 3. Is there somebody I can talk to when I'm feeling weak and discouraged? As ever, if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk. I would love to hear from you, and if these are making any difference at all to your continual Christian discipleship. Thank you.